listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. All right, guys, we are back, and I'm not here with Zach today. Zach is taking the day off. You know why? Because I got somebody who is going to help me. Help me in this prospect evaluation process for these running backs. Joe, the fantasy football analyst, what's going on, man? Nice. It, it must be nice to be back, huh? It's nice it, for me. It is nice. It is very, very nice. The sun is shining. It's starting to get a little warmer. I'm back on the pod for us. So, you know, that, that, that means we're really getting into the offseason at this point. Like, we kind of had a free agency thing. We got the Super Bowl over with. There's kind of a dead period where I don't know what to do with my life. Uh, and then for us, hits me up to go on a podcast. So that's how I know we're getting back in the spin of things. So it, it's great. Yeah, man, it really is. You know, we're not even, we're not at April just yet. We're a couple of days away, but April, that, that means one thing in our world, and that's NFL draft. So we're going to be getting into, as promised, getting into all of the of these prospects, especially when it comes to fantasy football. We're going to focus on the skill positions. And in this episode, we're going to talk running back. So whether you don't have any idea about who these running backs are. This is the episode for you. If you have some idea, you might get a little bit more context, uh, you know, about a lot of these prospects. We're going to talk about, you know, which rounds these guys could potentially go in. Go in. We'll talk about, you know, whether they can, they're going to be drafted day one, day two, day three. And as we know, when it comes to fantasy and also when it comes to just the NFL and how they view their investments is, you know, if you're a day three back, you know, you're going to have to overcome some odds in order for you to, you know, really stick on the roster and be a starter. Uh, and obviously that affects fantasy football as well. Um, but be- before we really dive in, I want to introduce this class just overall to our listeners in case they're not so aware, you know, of these running backs, right? So just going through these guys that we have right now, right? You know, day one, you know, you have B. John, Robins- B. John Robinson obviously is like the guy. Right, he, it's almost a guarantee that Bijan gets drafted in the first round. Right, he's a top ten player on the board. You know, of a lot of GMs, that doesn't necessarily mean he'll go in the top ten, considering the running back position. Um, but he's just that talented. Uh, and we'll get back to Bijan. Okay, uh, Jameer Gibbs, potential day one. You know, meaning round one player, most likely day two. You know, probably in round two. You know, for those who who don't remember, day two of the NFL draft is round two and round three. Um, Zach Charbonnet, you know, pretty much the consensus RB3, uh, but there could be a surprise there, right? Like, there's no guarantee that, you know, that he's going to be taken number three. <laughs> Maybe he t- gets taken over Gibbs. Who knows? But most likely a day two pick. Um, and then after that, it, it could get crazy, right? Free you got all. Kendrick. Yeah, free <laughs> for all. Kendrick Miller, Tank Bigsby, Dwayne McBride, Roshan Johnson, Tajay Spears, Zach Evans, uh, Devon A-Chain, Kev- Kenny McIntosh, Deuce Vaughn. Like, all these guys can go anywhere between rounds three and five. Right. Uh, but 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 we want to get into that before we get into it, Joe, tell everybody where they can find you before we get and get in and dive deep. You can find me depressed at home, doing my work, staring out the window and wishing that football season was here. But you can also find me on Instagram at fantasy.football.analyst. Um I like what you said about a lot of these running back prospects, like the top three. And then I I think every NFL GM is probably going to have a different list when it comes to running backs four through 10. Uh, Some running backs, maybe even different at number three, uh, foreshadowing how I feel about Zach Charbonnet. But uh, we'll get to that point. I mean, I would love to hear it. But before we do now, I want to hear, you know, what you think about, you know, the top of this class here, right? Let's let's start with Bijan. 
What yep. is there to say about Bijan, Joe? I mean, you know, he's simply that dude. Like, uh, you might agree with me that, you know, he's one of the best prospects that we've seen for several years now, um, maybe since Saquon. You know, maybe probably a better prospect than Jonathan Taylor overall, especially when you yeah. consider the receiving game. How are you looking at him? You know, is is the is the hype around Bijan? Is it is it warranted? Well, I'll tell you what, Faraz. When I look into all these players, I turn into a caveman in the aspect of I got pen and paper, I got a pros list, I got a cons list, and my pros list is about fifteen times bigger than my cons list when it comes to Bijan Robinson. <laughs> and there's not really much on that cons list. Um, you know, he's got the size, vision, body control. I think that's the biggest thing for him, the way he's able to contort his body and get those extra yards, shed tacklers. Uh, he, he deserves all the hype that he's getting. He can do pass protection. He, he's a great receiver. He's got the production on the ground. Um, and it's again, it's not like he's coming from Alabama. It's not like he's coming from Georgia. He's coming from Texas, which is not one of the top three schools. So uh, especially when you look at running backs and schemes and stuff like that, like Bijan stands out for a lot of those reasons. So it's definitely warranted. Um, he was also the number one high school running back in the country way back when I, and you know, when it comes to college players, I think me and you are the same where it's like, you know, we'll mildly watch some college football, but we're not tuning in every week. We have so much other stuff going on, especially with fantasy season. So, oh, yeah. uh, but Bijan is a name that I've been hearing for years, even without watching all that college football. So uh, it, it was kind of impending that we would see him coming uh, in the, uh, you know, this year specifically. But yeah, I mean, th- there's a lot to like about Bijan. Anything you can think of that you want in a running back, he's got. Pretty much. And and like you said, like my college evaluation process starts in January when the college season's over. <laughs> when the NFL yeah. season's <laughs> over, that's really when it starts for me, you know, and, and I watch a lot, but it doesn't happen before during the college season. So I have a lot of times I have no idea who these guys are until January when I'm like, oh. This guy's pretty good. You know, I mean, Ooh. listen, I knew who B. John Robinson was for a couple of years, uh, and mainly yeah. because, like, I knew that he was going to be a fantasy stud, right? I knew how how good he was as an all-around running back. So you knew that, oh, there's a bell cow coming. At some point, we're going to get another bell cow because we know how rare that is at this point, you know, with you know in the NFL. So, yep. yeah, you know, B. John Robinson, you know, he's that dude, you know, like – number one in yards after contact last year, number one in missed tackles force last year. Um, and it, you, if you talk about like just, just since 2014, you know, since PFF's data has been around number two since then, since 2014 in missed tackles force per rush. And that's a lot of running backs since 2014. Okay. Um, and, and as a freshman too, like he was killing it since a, fr- like since he was a freshman, number one in yards after contact per attempt as a freshman. So, He's been doing his thing. You know, he's he's declaring early. It's uh, all the signs that you want. And on top of that, he's going to get the draft capital. You mentioned the receiving ability. Like, he's not just a capable receiver. Like, he's a good receiver. Like, especially yep. when you look at all these other backs. There are a couple of, you know, I would say the receivers that are better than him in this class, you know, probably Jameer Gibbs. Obviously, he's one of the best receivers that we've seen in a long time. Coming out of the backfield, we'll get to him in a minute. Um, you know, obviously you have guys like Kenny McIntosh, guys like Evan Hull, and maybe, maybe that's it. Like Ty J Spears, like maybe, but like Bijan is just that dude. Like, you know, it's, you know, he's, he's just, he's just that guy. So at this point, you know, Bijan is the guy like in super flex leagues, you know, it's really hard just to not grab Bijan at this point. Right. Even at the one one like, are you taking any quarterbacks over him at this point? 
It's going to depend on landing spots, but the top landing spots, I mean, you know, landing with the Panthers, landing with the Texans aren't exactly eye-opening. you got a guy like Anthony Richardson who, depending on where he lands, he may not even start his first year in the NFL. So there's still a lot of depending factors, but yeah, it's going to be hard to take anyone over Bijan, even uh, Superflex. I I think I have a top five, like landing spot independent i would say like regardless okay. of where these guys land, i think Bijan number one i think regardless i i think a lot of times we we look at the landing spot and we're like all right well that could work out that that can't work out but at the end of the day like if somebody is taking this back out. in the yeah. first round it, it it's going to end up working out because of the talent and because of the fact that that team you know gave up so much and and yep. the opportunity cost you know especially with these good organizations like they know what they're giving up when they're picking picking a running back in the first round they're going to use that guy um you know look at Dallas like they've been using Zeke up until now even the even with the fact that they have Tony Pollard there right like that investment has stayed true for how long has he been there now 8 years or 6 years like that, which is longer yeah, than a lot of running backs <laughs> It's been a long time. Okay. Um, all right. So let's move on. I want to move on to Jameer Gibbs. His receiving ability is the best in this class. And he's had, you know, some of the best receiving seasons by a running back, just like overall, um, in terms of career yards per route run since 2014, number one, Christian McCaffrey, number two, Curtis Samuel, who yes, was a running back in college. Alvin Kamara, number three, Gibbs number four. Okay, so that tells you what kind you of company said Gibbs he's twice. In. You know that? I did. Did I? I said see, uh, Christian McCaffrey, Curtis Samuel, Kamara, and Gibbs. Gibbs was number yeah. Four. You just did it again. Gibbs and then Gibbs. No, Kamara and Gibbs. Kamara. I know they're the same person. Is what I'm saying. Come on, Faraz. <laughs> Come on. Sorry, man. Sorry, man. Yeah, so, like I haven't been on here in a while. Come on. Uh, I get it. I get it. You know what? You know it's funny, man. Like I was hoping, like the Kamara, you know comp would stick but the only issue here is that you know gibbs is weighing at 199 right now that's where he weighed in at the combine yeah maybe he has a little bit of room to bulk up a little bit he hasn't done it yet he's had a few seasons to do it and he hasn't but you know so that's the reason why the camara comp like he still has to gain 10 pounds before he could do that 10 15 pounds uh, so that's the only issue there right so He's going to have to be a bit of an outlier if he's going to stick at this weight, this size, and you know this size, and be a, a huge fantasy player for you, right? Yeah. Um, he is capable of doing that because he's so good in the receiving game out of the backfield, and obviously in PPR leagues, that's going to be a huge boost for you. Um, how are you looking at at him? Like, what is his role in the NFL? Do you see him as a potential every down player? I want to know what you think. Yeah, so you, you mentioned he kind of lacks that size and weight that uh, Kamara kind of has. And, you know, Kamara has always had a nose for the end zone, whether it's catching the ball or running the ball. Um, Gibbs, at his point, has never had a season for over a 1,000 yards in college. So it, it, it does really remind me of Kamara at that aspect, where Kamara will have like 1,500 total yards, but neither of them will be over a 1,000 when it comes to receiving or rushing. So that's really when it kind of starts to remind me. And then you see the tape on the elbows and you're like, come on, dude. Like at this point, you're just trying to be um, Camaro. Um, but Gibbs can really do it all. He's got four, three, six speed. I think what really stands out, you know, you mentioned the pass catching, but he's also got really quick feet. He can make guys miss um, natural hands. Uh, he's good at following his blockers. He broke it at 18 years old, great vision down the field. Um, he does lack some of that power, which again comes to his lack of uh, weight and kind of just overall strength. 
And that's and that's going to hurt when it comes to running up the middle. It's going to come hurt when it comes to short yardage. Uh, and also his pass protection. Tell me if I'm going crazy here, but I don't think it was anything crazy in pass protection. I was hoping that he would be a little better because I think that's going to hold him back, especially when we look at a pass catching running back. You think of a third down back. If he's not the one sitting in that backfield, you know, helping letting receivers get open and giving his quarterback more time to throw, then what is he going to be doing on third downs? Um, you know, yeah, his frame, his his frame can be an issue. Yeah. It seems like his frame is going to be an issue when it comes to pass protection. Um, you know, so that's something that you know, coach is going to have to figure out. You know, on you know when he gets into the NFL, like is he going to be that guy to be on the field on third and fifteen, on third and ten? You know, a lot of fantasy value does come, you know, in those situations. Now, it is sure. possible in in those shorter range, third and four, third and five, third and six, where he's on the field, but in those you know other situations. It could be like a Joe Mixon situation where a guy like Samaj P. Ryan comes in, you know, and takes over, right? So pass blocking is key in those situations. Um, and like you said, you know, on early downs, you know, he isn't amazing. I think he's solid. I think he's above average as a runner. Um, you know, he's not a guy who is going to, you know, kill you with power. But, you know, he does have a little bit of after contact ability uh, in terms of uh, him making guys miss. He is, you know, way above average there. He's not near the top of the league there either. Um, but in the receiving game, in open space, um, running routes, soft hands, like you mentioned, that's where his bread and butter is going to be. Right. Yeah. If you look at his yards per route run this past season, second among all power five running backs with at least 50 targets um, in 2021 first in yards per route run minimum 40 targets as a freshman in 2020 first in yards per route run. And these are crazy numbers, dude, 3.24 yards per route run in 2020, 3.03 yards per route run in 2021. Remember when we said that Bijan Robinson was a good receiver coming out of the backfield? Oh yeah. He was, he was only at like 1.5. You know, both years, and I consider that good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, Jameer Gibbs is doubling that, you know, on a per route run basis. So, you know, that, you know, and this is at two different schools, also, you know, keep in mind, right? Yeah. So, that's another thing to consider where, regardless of where he goes, these coaches are using him uh, in the receiving game. Uh, second all time, you know, if you're looking at, you know, a yards per route run uh, since 2014. He was second among all players since then in yards per route run. CMC was number one in 2015. So we're talking about that level of a receiver here. So for fantasy, like Jameer Gibbs, like I'm hoping if he lands on the Chiefs, dude, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. Like, That's it's, perfect. dude, it's going to be amazing. And when was the last time that Andy Reid had a receiving running back, like a legit like obviously Jerry McKinnon was able to do his thing, but like listen, if you get Jameer Gibbs back there, man, sheesh. And that doesn't necessarily take away from Pacheco either, because Pacheco's one of the hardest runners in the NFL. I mean, you can keep him as like the short yardage, like early down kind of guy, and he can still have success. And then Gibbs can kind of come in and be that third down guy. Like, I mean, both Gibbs, I mean, I'm sorry, both uh, McKinnon and Pacheco both had value last year. McKinnon at one point was like a weekly must start. So, yeah, there's definitely a lot of potential if Gibbs does land in Kansas City. I, I could really see tough. that being a reason why the Chiefs would be okay grabbing someone like yeah. Gibbs because they have somebody like Pacheco who they could use on early downs. You know, Pacheco, I think, would lose value, obviously, if 100%. you know Gibbs were to be there. Um, I, I also am of the opinion that Pacheco can be completely replaced and, like, they won't miss anything. Um, but, sure. you know, I think 
at the same time, like I think that would be a great landing spot for Gibbs because he can get like you know six, seven catches. Like I think fifteen to eighteen touches is probably where he's going to be at, ideally, right? Yeah. I don't think it's going to go more than that, um, unless you know you never know. Maybe he can bulk up a little bit. That would be nice. But uh, but yeah, like you know, like this dude, you know, he's a get in space type of guy. Like he's not a traditional running back, but like he got the juice. He got the juice. Um, I think one thing about him is like, you know, when you watch him play, the acceleration is really, you know, what what is super intriguing about him. Because when he sees the hole, he can just shoot right up in that hole and he could take it to the house. And that's one of the things where you're like, all right, on the Chiefs offense, like where everyone's worried about Patrick Mahomes is what, and what he's going to do. Uh, and but then I'm like, dude, like, which wide receivers are they, are they guarding? Or like, who are they? But you know, I, I was talking to Matt Harmon, you know, on his podcast, and he, I was basically like, yo, it's like they're taking receivers away from Patrick Mahomes every year just to see how good he is. Mm-hmm. Like, that's kind of how I feel. Like, what's happening here? Like, took away Tyreek. All right, boom. Like, now, now you keep taking away receivers. McCole Harmon's gone. Juju's gone. You know, now all he has is Travis Kelsey. And what is he going to do now? You know, are they going to get D Hop? Who knows? We'll see. I think they have but, to wait, take away Travis Kelsey for science. I think they do. Let's see, let's see what Patrick Mahomes does. <laughs> Still 40, a 40-touchdown 40 season for him. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 